Hello. Hey. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod. We're next in an optimized better place. Sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we're th- three episodes in. You know what that means. Ooh. It's a deck tale. Which is just our version of deck decks. We like to talk about the decks that we've played and <laughs> built over the years uh, because they come with stories, and that's what people love about magic. Is the exactly. fun activity? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a communal experience, hence the gathering. Uh, so Bruce was like, "Hey, I got one for this week," and I was like, "Hey." Good, because I'm running out of decks. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Bruce, why don't you yes. introduce us to your commander? So, my commander deck for this week is Queen Marchesa. And the queen is uh, one in Mardu color, so it's one red, white, black. It is a legendary creature, a human assassin. It is a 3-3. It has death touch and haste. Uh, when Queen Marchesa enters the battlefield... You become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent is the monarch, put a 1-1 black assassin creature token with death touch and haste onto the battlefield. So, I mean, the card tells its own little story, right? The queen comes in, you become the monarch. Somebody takes it from you, well, then you get a 1-1 assassin with with death touch and and haste. In other words, you can swing it at that opponent. They probably won't block it because it will kill anything that gets in its way. Yeah, And then you do one point of damage to them, and you become the monarch again, and you get to draw a card. Sending your little minions out. Yeah. Right. That's kind of, where, that's kind of the story that, the, that, the, that Queen Marchesa tells. Now, when I went to put the deck together, I really wanted a deck that was going to feature the monarch in it. The difficulty is that at the time when I built this deck, <laughs> there were far fewer cards that involved the monarch and most of the ones that did were only sort of good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with Garrulous Sycophant. But really, it's a 1-4. And if you're the monarch, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. That's just not a lot of upside. But it is what it is. So um, so I started off with the idea that I was going to build this deck around the monarch. So I tried to include as many monarch cards as I could um, from that time. Um, I think Skylight Des- Skyline Despot is probably one of the one of the better ones of the bunch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a big fi- a big five five flying dragon that makes you the monarch when it enters the battlefield. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you're the monarch, put a five five red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Sounds so, like our courts. There we go. The difficulty with this was the way I played the deck and the way that it was built were kind of at odds with each other. I sort of looked at Queen Marchesa and thought, I want the assassin tokens. So I want to be able to give up the monarch yeah. and then get it back. But I don't want to use the assassin tokens to get it back because I want to use them to block. A 1-1 with death touch really discourages players from swinging at you. So that was sort of my idea. And this whole idea kind of morphed into this whole, I will bring the monarch into the game, lose the monarch, and then let somebody have it all the time. As a way to discourage people from swinging at me. Go swing at the monarch. You can you get to draw a card at the end of your turn. It was sort of supposed to be this puppeteered kind of deck. 
The other pro the problem though is that I didn't take out a lot of the cards that would allow me to do that. So I have, still have all these cards in there where I became the monarch when it came into the battlefield or gave me a benefit when I was the monarch. Like, okay, yeah. well, if it's giving me a benefit when I'm the monarch, maybe I should be trying harder to keep it. That's sort of the theme for the way this deck has gone. This deck really is a tale of two decks. I really needed at some point to just simply stop, rehash the entire deck, go through it card by card and say, is this still part of what I'm doing? It was more a case of I would play a game and then I would say, oh, this card didn't do what I want the deck to do anymore. So I would take that one card out and replace it with something else that would work. But on the whole, the entire deck just didn't, didn't work the way I wanted it to anymore. So kind of a letdown. I don't want anybody who's thinking about playing Queen Marchesa to think to themselves, she's crap. She's not crap. She's really good. I love the color combination. I love what the deck can do. I've seen other people's Queen Marchesa decks, and I've seen everything from good stuff to people who are playing it the way I originally thought I was going to play it, you know, get making the monarch and keeping it. Yeah. And other folks who play it the other way, where they, you know, try and be the master puppeteer and, and work their way around like that. That's not to say that that's what was happening here. But this deck just... I think it's got a lot of great cards in it. Uh, I just don't know that they necessarily merge the way I really wanted them to. So it was a bit, a bit of a letdown. I think with this deck, you you started it kind of when Conspiracy 2 came out. Yes. Um, and around then, there weren't that many cards that said you become the monarch. So it's, it's hard to right. make a deck built on that idea unless you're flickering Queen Marchesa or playing her out again and again. What I find interesting is that you're down to three <laughs> cards that say you become the monarch other than Queen Marchesa. Um, right. And so it's, it's, it's always interesting to think about because especially now, if you were to go back, I'm sure you'd have much more of a selection, especially with like Commander Legends and Commander Legends 2, each having these like groups of cards that make you become the monarch. Um, and, I mean, there's there's a handful from the past couple Commander decks as well. And it's it's interesting to put it in the way that you did, where you can have the Monarch route, where you want to keep the Monarch so that you have the card draw. Because that's it, it's nice when the Monarchy takes care of your card draw package, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to worry much more about card draw if you're just the Monarch the whole time. Um but I like where this deck went with the other way, which is like the almost the who's that commander from I think it was Commander Legends, where it was like when it enters, somebody else becomes the monarch. Um Carthalian? Jared? Jared, yeah, Jared, Jared Carthalian. Like that's that's almost what this deck's become, where it's like you want other people to be uh the monarch. Right, and that's where it was going. And you can see that with some of the cards. Mm -hmm. um, like, there's 11 card draws, card draw cards. A deck that's trying to keep the Monarch shouldn't need 11 of them. 11 <laughs> ways to draw cards. You're already drawing cards on your end step. But realistically, we're just not. So there were fewer of them. However, like you said, I mean, Marchese's Degree, Skyline Despot, they both make me the Monarch. So that's another way for them to to do card draw but it's generally not something i'm looking to try and hang on to although yeah good luck taking it from me once i get the despot out there you know and then i tried using some of the other stuff uh like mask of memory it's a cute way to draw cards um 
I have equipped this to that 1-1 assassin token more than once. Um, and it's amazingly effective. People will not, they just don't want to give up their creature. So mm. as long as you're swinging into somebody who doesn't have a bunch of tokens, you're in pretty good shape. And a lot of times it means I don't have to swing at somebody who has the monarch. Because I'm not even trying to get it back. I'm just trying to find somebody who won't block my 1-1 death touch. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I what I like about this too is that there, there's clear evolution between your original idea, its current iteration, and then even beyond to say uh, Brina. Like I feel like Brina is almost like a an evolution of this deck. Um, it is in that with the politics aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're with Brina, you're getting the card draw. With the the table politic aspect that Queen Marchesa inherently wants to do um, right but it's it's much less token based is more counter based with brina um, yeah and it, i i find that fascinating because it's like i don't think i ever would have realized how close they were as like creatures in terms of strategy uh yeah without without seeing this deck brina yeah. really plays the politics on the commander queen marchesa plays that same politics but you're using the rest of your deck to make that work um, and yeah, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. So it's interesting because I, I mean, obviously having Queen Marchesa out there was something that I really wanted, which is why I spent so many spots on what I deemed as protection. But, um, you know, when Archangel of Tithes is a way that you're protecting your, your commander, then it's less about protecting your commander and more about, you know, not forcing your commander to, to have to go into combat and, and block. Yeah. Um, it's more, you know, it's more along that line. Um, again, this was an uh, this was another card where put this in when I was still thinking I was I wanted to keep the monarch, so I want to try and discourage people from swinging because they have to pay extra. I needed to pick an option and really go in that direction. But yeah, yeah, it was it was something that was there. And I think it's 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 fairly clear that this is a black white deck with a bit of red. Um, yeah, and I I really like. Uh, with i mean i i do the same thing with iteration after iteration you start to just put in cards that just feel fun to play within yes. the how the deck plays um for instance ankle shanker one of my favorites um, <laughs> two two uh for five minutes two red white black haste when it attacks creatures you control gain first strike and death touch till end of turn fantastic love it mm -hmm. um but what i what i love here is that your recursion package of two cards uh <laughs> is not necessarily based on queen marchesa herself like a lot of decks use no. their their recursion package to make sure that their commander stays in play or their like big pieces stay in play but this leans heavily more into the the table politics of i'm gonna use your stuff to beat you with so we've got a Dark Art Valkyrie, which has its stuff, but it says tap when target creature other than a Dark Art Valkyrie is put into a graveyard this turn. Return that card to play under your control. So it could be yours. It could be somebody else's. Yes. It's yours now. Um, and then you've got Teriel, uh, Reckoner of Souls, who has her stuff. But uh, it says tap, choose a creature card at random from a target opponent's graveyard. Put that card onto the battlefield under your control. So like... Obviously, you can have certain manipulation strategies of like, oh, I'm going to like get rid of certain cards out of somebody's graveyard. 
but I love the like the random aspect of Teriel. Um, especially where I mean, because she's in the ninety nine, you're not expecting like the biggest stuff. Like if she was the commander, you you base your deck around it. But like because right. she's just in the deck, it's like eh, I'll see what I can get. You know, right? And that was part of the reason I didn't have a Mardu deck for a long time, but I had Teriel for a long time. So when I get a Mardu deck, I finally I'm like, I've got a deck that I could put Teriel in. Does Teriel make sense in this deck? Not really. You're looking to do politics. You're looking to keep the. You're looking to do. I'm like, yeah, but you know, Teriel. Yeah, right. I'm gonna put this in. So that's that's how a lot of the a lot of the stuff went with this deck, especially especially some of the early stuff, which is things that I hadn't been like Ankle Shanker. Again, it's a, a Mardu colored creature. It was something that I wasn't going to get a chance to use anywhere else, so I put it in. Um, I mean, I've got a whole column of fun stuff. All the way through fun stuff, it doesn't necessarily work with Queen Marchesa. They're all cards that do just stupid things. I mean, you know, Avatar of Slaughter. Uh, give every creature double, every creature double strike, and they have to attack yeah. every turn. Um, Not just yours. Nope. Uh, Elish Norn, let's uh, let's clean that board off a little bit. I mean, Queen Marchesa, you know, Queen Marchesa is is nice. You know, when Elish Norn hits a five five, Queen Marchesa can do some real damage, but that's not really why it's there. Um, I just thought this was going to be a blast and a lot and like a card like True Conviction, I got a kick out of it with uh, with the one one black assassin creature tokens. Yeah. So I'm like. Oh, or a 1-1 one, one black assassin with Elish Norn out becomes a 3-3. Three, three. I'm like, just all kinds of fun stuff like that. And I just got a real kick out of it and thought, this is the way I want to go with this. Yeah, and it, yeah. it really does feel like that, that this is what that deck essentially has become. Um, for its benefit or not. Uh, I right. think it's kind of become this like amorphous... like it's mardu and it does monarch stuff kind of uh but like overall it, it it's always exciting to like watch your the gears turn like all right how am i gonna get like what am i gonna use in this deck to get me out of this um right or you know how am i gonna push it over and win with elish norn of course a lot of these cards in the deck don't really follow that scene so a lot of times you draw the next card, I'm like, okay, well, now we're gonna have to go in a whole new direction. Cause this is not what I this is not how I was picturing things were gonna go, but now that I have the card, this is how things are gonna go. Mm. And you can, you know, and, and you're sort of constantly shifting on the fly as far as how you're gonna, you know, what your next step is. So um, that part's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think uh, I think what this deck does so well, it's a four mana commander that gives you card draw so if you're say on turn six and ran out of lands to play you can draw into them you can draw into your ramp you've got ways to like then push through to get to your bigger threats right Um, and that's super helpful that's super rad Um, because you know your ramp package is pretty good you know yeah, the ramp, the ramp package shows the deck's age a little bit, but uh, um, I still like everything that was in there. 
obviously haven't changed it. So I did add a couple of cards recently. Blacksmith Skill was one of them. It was just a card that I think is good in a whole lot of white decks, especially ones that are looking to rely on their commander a little bit. Mm. Uh, I do have a few artifact creatures, not many, but it was there primarily to protect Queen Marchesa, but um, it certainly does good work in in most situations. So, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's great. So uh, what's what's your next steps? Next steps is a decommissioning. Um, Unfortunately, I keep 15 commander decks, and that's all. And I keep track of which ones I'm enjoying the most and which one sits at the bottom. And the difficulty for Queen Marchesa, it isn't that the individual cards in the deck aren't fun. They are. It's There's a goal that I want when I play Queen Marchesa, and the deck just isn't a deck that's going to get me to that goal anymore. Um, so too many times I feel like I'm, I'm struggling to do anything with the deck, or, you know, I'll get to play one card that does fun stuff, and then it's gone. There's, there's plenty of removal and plenty of responses that you can give, but having the response, but then not having a way to take advantage of that response, it just made the games just not that much fun. Um, yeah. And I've reached a point where there are other decks I want to see join the rotation, so this isn't even a case of tearing, march- tearing this deck apart and rebuilding it and making it into something better. This deck has had a long run. It's been around since Conspiracy 2. <laughs> so uh, I think it's time for uh, the, the queen to step down and uh, we'll be bringing in, bringing in a new deck. Uh, not yeah. to say that the queen won't come back at some point, but I mean, hey, there's a Badlands, there's a Badlands, a Plateau, and a Scabland in there that need to be <laughs> in other decks. So yeah, uh, it's, it's time. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, one of those things where I think it's probably the, the right move. Um, even if it is like kind of a pet deck, like I feel like even especially while recognizing that you're like struggling to find a cohesive unit in this deck, um, the best thing is to probably just kind of like take it apart. If you come back to it, you'll come back to it and it'll be a breath of fresh air because there's new cards for the deck. There's new monarch things. There's like, Maybe Queen Marchese will just be one of the 99 and it'll be, I don't right. know, Jared or uh, Conspiracy 3 Marchesa. There, there are all kinds of options. I, I like the color combination. I like what those three colors do together. But um, yeah, it was, time, it was time to take this one down. Um, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll circle I've, back around to it. I've definitely had a hard time keeping together Mardu decks. Even though I love the three color combo, it just... They, there's there's something missing in my world for for Mardu, and I don't know right. what it is yet. If folks are looking for a sleeper card, mm-hmm. Deathbringer Regent does not see nearly enough play. It is it is seven mana, and that's why it doesn't. But it is a five six flyer, and when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, and there are five or more other five or more other creatures on the battlefield, destroy all other creatures. This card has always been cast from my hand. It is a monster. It's multiplayer, and at that stage of the game, there's almost you're almost guaranteed to have five or more other creatures on the battlefield. So it just wipes them all out. You're the only one with the five six, and then you get to go to town. I I just it's a card that doesn't see a lot of play, and uh, every time I I get to play it, I'm just grinning ear to ear. So it's definitely one of those fun cards. Um, and 
if you are looking to put together Queen Marchesa. Go through some of the cards that are in this deck. Don't make this deck, but there are plenty of ideas and suggestions in here that will fit with, the, you know, if you've got a particular theme in mind for Queen Marchesa, there are plenty of cards in here that are going to fit that theme. Like we said, these, this is an older deck, and like Andy said, there are a lot of new, uh, new ways to use and abuse the Monarch. I'm sure that the, the Queen will be in good hands if you, decide to put some, if you folks decide to put something together. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything in this deck that uh, stood out to you, uh, whether it's previous iteration or the current iteration, uh, that was just like, oh, this this card is real good, uh, that maybe in like other situations wasn't as good. The one that sticks out to me, and I don't think it would be a much of a surprise to anybody who's played it, Deflecting Palm. Part of the reason, though, that it's so good in this deck is everybody thinks Deflecting Palm as a Boros card. And it is. It, it, it's red and white. But when you think Mardu, Boros is not where you go. You just, you just don't. So it's always a surprise to, to opponents when, you know, they come in and manage to do that big shot of damage from, from one source. And you have the deflecting palm. They're just sort of like, where did that come from? That was one of the joys of having uh, of a deck like this. It's just, it's not something that's predictable. If you can run deflecting palm in your deck, go for it. This is this is the fog that hits back. I, it it's just yeah, it, it's really good. I, I I've never never been disappointed to draw this card. Given given that she's she's on her way up. Yeah. If you ever come back to it. Yeah. What what road do you think you'll go down with this? Given how much I enjoy playing Brina, I find it hard not to believe that I wouldn't want to try the political aspect. So Queen Marchesa comes into play. Here's the monarch. Let's not worry about the monarch. The only time you should care I should care about the monarch after that is if I can get a card that says, if someone else controls the monarch, you get something. Otherwise, I want to spend most of the game encouraging people to go after the player who's the monarch, who won't be me. So I can see myself building ghostly prison and uh, other ways to discourage people from swinging at me. Not because I have the monarch, but because someone else does. Why would you want to pay two to have to swing at me when you could go after the guy with the monarch and get to draw an extra card? And just sort of keep doing it like that. Ways to yeah. mess with combat, ways to do other things. That's sort of the way I think that I would end up going with this deck if I were to if I were to do a full rebuild and try again. So If I may be so bold. Yes. If you go that way, mm-hmm. you know what fits real nicely into. I'll I'll read the last line again. At the beginning yep. of your upkeep, if an opponent is the monarch, so that's that's your idea, right? Like is to have other people be the monarch. Yeah. Put a one one black assassin creature token with death feel, death touch and haste on the battlefield. Yep. Divine visitation. Hmm. Now you just got a bunch of four. You, you're pumping out four fours at the beginning of each of your turns. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, a four four angel is probably just as effective at making you the monarch as a one one assassin. <laughs> but they could be better blockers because uh, they certainly. Well, hey, they would have vigilance. That too. They could do both. There maybe you go. divine maybe divine visitation is a card that I should have been looking at this 
Um, another thing with this deck too to keep yeah. in mind is uh, if you are going the I want to keep the monarch route, uh, Rogue's Passage is already in here, but yeah. that type of thing, uh, you know, Whisper yeah. Silk Cloak, um, things actually is Whisper Silk Cloak in here. It is perfect, uh, yeah. but just things, other other equipment, etc. That keep mm. keep your things unblockable is is always handy. When Andy, uh, what's the name of the don't do it? What's the name of the land? Uh, it can make, I think, a creature with a power three or less unblockable. Access tunnel. Thank you. See, like access tunnel is another one that probably should have been in the deck, at least in the early stages, but didn't really exist at the time and hmm. never got added to the deck. So, also suspicious bookcase is a two mana wall mm -hmm. zero four defender three tap target creature can't be blocked this turn. So there's, nice. there's, there have been a lot post Rogue's Passage, uh, but Rogue's yeah. Passage can win games. Keep that in mind. Uh, but I think that's that's all we got time for today. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a somber day with the uh, retirement of the Queen. You don't see that often, do you? Queens retiring? No, no, Queens die. Yeah, well, that's that's how Queens leave. But she's not uh, dead. Brago, no. on the other hand, he died. Died. He dead. He, he died twice. His ghost died. Uh, right. Thanks, Kaya. Well, I, um, yeah, thanks, Kai. Who's in the deck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out, you know? Uh, we're Temple of Fallspot, Bird X, and Unoptimized Better Plays. Sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube. If you are, press that subscribe button. Really, uh really puts a smile on our face um but uh yeah thank you again have a great night play some magic for me and may your fifth land be the temple Bye. wait wait before you go i uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening you can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on twitter at falsepodmtg Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!